Happy Monday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. Yeah, I know you're tired because you uh, probably had something going on last night watching maybe a big football game. But hey, we're getting you out the door and down the road. If you need a note for your boss, I can't give you one of those. But I can give you a great trip report to get you to work here today or school. We are speaking with listener Alex. He's a fellow podcaster talking about his family trip to Caribbean Beach with, uh, you know, some great thoughts on using Genie Plus to the max and just seeing a lot of attractions and talking about his backstory as a Disney fan, which I think makes a lot of sense for all of us listening to the show here and just really why the magic is so special to all of us as Disney fans. I think you're going to really enjoy not only the nuts and bolts of today's show with lots of great tips to make your next trip better, but also kind of why we're in the fandom. And there's a special story in here about a cast member that makes the day for this family. And it is really why we go to places like Walt Disney World. Don't forget our show brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. We're standing by today and every day to help you plan a great Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney Vacation for no additional cost to you. Check out all the details right now over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That supports the show throughout the year. BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you so much to our Patreon supporters. You guys are Club BOGP. If you'd like to support us starting at just $5 per month, we'd love to have you. Coming over this week, you'll get a bonus show every week called Mike in the Midwest. We'd love to have you at patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2435 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rollman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at The Magic for Less Travel. Happy Monday to you. And uh, today, right here in the States, should be a national holiday, right? It's the day after the Super Bowl and everybody has to go back to work, you know, on time. You can't call in late. Your boss knows. I mean, if you call in late today or call in sick, come on now. Your boss knows that you were at the Super Bowl party. Everybody was. You just got to kind of suck it up and go in. We're going to get you there with a fun Be Our Guest podcast with a trip report. That's what we do on Mondays. Hope your team won. You know, Alex and I can pretend like we know the outcome. We could talk about, oh, that great play in the third quarter that just changed the momentum of the game. Well, we don't know. We're recording this before the, the game. So just uh, hope you had uh, some great wings. You know, lemon pepper from uh, Wingstop, never disappoint. That's 100% accurate. So I uh, just hope you had a great party and, uh, you know, your team did well. So do the 49ers or the Chiefs, I can tell you that much. So uh, today... One thing that never disappoints, trip reports from Walt Disney World. Always fun. So Alex is joining us from down in Louisville, Kentucky. Alex, thanks for coming on the show. Happy Monday. Mike, it's a pleasure to talk to you. As I told you before we started recording, long-time listener of the show, uh, I just wanted to say before we get started, thank you for, for what you do for the, the community here and, and the shows that you guys put out. It's it's a lot of fun to listen to all the episodes and and especially enjoy your your sunday chats with scott those are always entertaining and a lot of fun to listen to so thanks for having me on i i'm 
always uh, happy to, to talk about Disney. Well, I sure appreciate that. And Scott's my brother from another mother. I love the Sunday shows because that's as close to being like a, a, you know, like an open line that we in St. Louis. We have a rich history of AM talk radio with a radio station called Camo X. It's 1120 on your yep. AM dial. And uh, they have rich sports talk, and but they also had like at your service. It was called back when I was younger, and just you know the open discussion where you could call in and talk to the hosts and debate topics. And always wanted to be one of those guys, like a radio host, where you could you know just have talk radio. And that's Sunday nights are kind of like that. Sometimes we get calls and we don't know what's going to happen because you know we don't have caller ID. We have caller ID, but I mean it just is a phone number. I don't know who's coming in. And so they're wild. You never know what you're going to get. It's a little forced gump action on Sunday nights, but I love those shows. I appreciate that very much. And uh, before we hop into the trip report, you are a fellow podcaster and your podcast revolves around sports and especially a, a fan base that is probably it's, it's very equivalent to Disney fans in the level of, of passion that these folks yep. have for their their team or their their fandom. So tell us real quick about your podcast and and uh, what you do because I I have a brother in law who is in this fandom and I can tell you it affects his uh, clothing choices at times. Yeah, <laughs> you know as as I as I told you a little bit bef- about before we started recording, Mike. I, you know I've I've written about Indiana University, the Hoosiers basketball team now for. Well, really since 2007, but full-time since 2012. I host a weekly podcast uh, since about 2015 or 16. Uh, Not as many episodes as you. Uh, It's called Podcast on the Brink, but we talk about Indiana basketball. And kind of like, you know, we've built a a strong community of of people that that listen to the show. And as I was telling you before, though, it's fun to be able to talk to you about something different than you know what I talk to on a on a weekly basis on that show and kind of get out of my comfort zone of talking about sports and basketball so I uh, just reached out to you and let you know you know that I had a trip uh, actually several Disney trips this past year it was kind of hard to pick one to talk about on this particular episode but just you know looking forward to to, to you know sharing some of my thoughts on that trip and uh, you know obviously it's 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 fun to do something a little bit different than what you're used to on a podcast. I mean, I, I could say at least you could travel this year in March, um, but that, yeah, it's kind of a low blow. Uh, right. my, my, my schedule will be open for <laughs> barring a barring a major uh, turnaround. Conference, yeah, right conference, now, uh, conference not championship. Having a, not yeah. having a great season. Yeah, it's, I, I I feel your pain, man. Mizzou still has not won a basketball game in the SEC uh, schedule yet, so. Wow. We're suffering, you know. I love Coach Gates, man, but we are we have a great recruiting class. <laughs> but Transition saw, year, yeah, it that's is. A, but I, thought, I, right? I saw folks. Somebody tweeted the other day: Can people enter the transfer portal before they arrive on campus? I was like, please stop, please stop. Anyway, let's talk Disney because I could talk sports all night. We're not going to do that. Tell us about your background with the Disney fandom, though. Where does that start for you? How does the uh, you know how do you get involved with with the Disney stuff? Well, it's interesting because in 1989, as I told you in the email, um, I went to Grand Floridian. So that was my first trip to Disney as a, as a kid. I think I was se- seven years old. Not, yeah, I looked it up on Wikipedia. Grand Floridian opened in 1988. So, I, you know, I'm there in 89. I still have memories of that trip. Not everything that we did. I do remember, you know, riding Space Mountain for the first time as a seven-year-old. It was like a big deal for me to like... I'm going to go on this ride in the complete dark. I have no idea what's going to happen. And 
lo and behold, I survived and it was, it was a great time, but really, um, didn't go back. Uh, you know, I think I went one other time as a kid just for a couple of days, not like a big trip. And then, you know, obviously, uh, got married, had kids and, 2018 we have a couple of really good friends uh who are annual pass holders and have been going uh, on trips with their kids for a very long time and my wife and i decided that you know our kids were uh old enough to the age where we felt like we weren't going to have to do the stroller thing and um that was a big thing for me like just i want the kids to be able to walk the whole trip um so we we, we decided to go in 2018 i was thinking my wife kind of had to talk me into going. Um, one of those things, like I, I was thinking I was going to be a one and done. And I went on that trip, 2018 and, you know, I, I'd have to count, but I've probably been 10 to 15 times since then. So that kind of tells you, um, they, they hooked me back in with that trip. And, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, to me, you know, there's a lot of places you can go on vacation and have a lot of a good time, but like, the memories that you have from going on a Disney trip, I think are something, you know, all the pictures and things you can always look back on and just look back so fondly on. And, and I, I know they're, they're experiences that my kids will always remember. They still love going there. They're a little bit older now, 13 and 11, but they still look forward to the next trip as much as they did the first trip. I remember we surprised them that first trip that we took, you know, my, my wife wrote them a letter and we filmed them on the couch reading the letter. It was like telling them that they were going to go. And I remember, one of them started crying. They were so happy. <laughs> and it's, it's just, um, it's hard to describe, you know, that for people that, that maybe haven't, haven't gone or are thinking about going, I mean, it's, it's one of those things I think that everybody should do at least once because, you know, there's, there's something there for everybody and, I, and it's, it's just a lot of fun. So that's, you know, I, 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 I wasn't someone that kind of grew up as a super Disney fan, but I think kind of going back as an adult and kind of seeing it through my kids eyes and seeing how much fun they had this kind of make made me love it and, and want to keep going back that's well said it is one of those things too that we hear that time and time again here on the show that it's you know going to go down once you know it's almost like an obligation as a parent got to take the kids it's like a rite of passage for the kids you know they got to go down they got to meet the princesses they got to you know, do yep. Space Mountain, you know, you got, you just got to check off a bunch of things because everybody in their class has done it. It's just they see it on TV. They've watched the movies. OK, we're going to do this. And then we get folks because if you're listening to the show and then you've, you know, contacted me to come on the podcast, you're obviously you're in, you know, what I'm saying like you're you're you're, you're way in at this point. You're you're, you know, six feet, you know, you're, you're like up to your your shoulders in in the fandom. And um but for you, can you can you describe like when that switch happened for you? Because like for me, when I went, what got me again, I've said this many times, like the logistics of the place. It wasn't even like the magic at all. It wasn't the, the characters. It wasn't even the rides. It was just that how clean everything was and how it was its own city and how it had its own buses that all matched and it was all uniform and how everything was just it was its own city, but it was almost like a utopian city inside a bubble. Like I just, I just didn't yeah. want to leave. Cause even the grass seemed like a, like a hybrid perfect, the grass felt different in the resorts. It was weird. You know, it just, it just seemed like some other place. I mean, was there anything like that that kind of yeah. really kind of yeah. hooked you? It was a little different. Like the first time we went in 2018, obviously, you know, that was like back in the days of fast pass and the magical express. I mean, to me, like one of the fun things just about the whole experience leading into it was, like planning the fast passes and the dining out, like kind of knowing like what you were going to have, 
each day and, and kind of looking forward to, to all those experiences. Not that you still can't do that now. It's a little bit different and you can still have things to look forward to. But just the whole immersiveness, I think, of the experience of like, you know, you, you go there at that time and you get on the Magical Express, they take you to your resort. And at that time, we we're staying at the Grand Floridian. It's like, all right, I'm going to get on the monorail. I'm right over to Magic Kingdom in five minutes. And you're right. I mean, it's it's the way the efficiency at the, uh, and the way the, the, the parks are run, you kind of just marvel at it as an adult. You know, as a kid, maybe you don't see those things. Mm-hmm. But the amount of people that they're getting through there and, and just like all the cast members kind of working in, in unison and to, to deliver kind of these experiences for people. I, th- you know, I think as an adult, you kind of sit back and you appreciate that. And, and just to me, that's part of it. And I think as much as I like going on the trip, looking forward to the next trip after the, the, mm-hmm. the trip is over, I think is a big part of it. I, I remember, like I, I said, that first trip it was like, all right, I'm going to be one and done. And then leaving, and then a couple of weeks later, I'm like, man, I really, I really like that. I, I, I want to do it again. And I think that's kind of, you know, the people that that continue to go to Disney time and time again. You know, obviously, no trip is perfect, and there's going to be things that that maybe don't go as planned. And and that, but I think for the most part, when you go there, uh, the experience kind of leaves you, you know just feeling happy, you know, mm-hmm. you, you went and did something with your family and, and you had a, a good time. And I think that's kind of what I look forward to each and every time that we go down there. And, um, you know, we, we've got a trip coming up this summer that uh, my wife's sister and husband and their two little kids are, are going to go with us for the first time. And I'm like, man, this is going to be so cool to just kind of see how it is for them. I mean, they're, they're two little girls and I know they're going to have a, a good time. And it's, it's, yeah, I mean, to me, a lot of the things you talked about, I mean, the buses, the monorail, and, and just kind of all everything that's kind of there for you. And, and you're, you do feel like kind of you're not in the day-to-day grind of, of life. You just kind of, you know, I, I know sometimes you walk and you're dead tired by the end of the day. And it's not obviously a relaxing vacation, uh, it, depending on how you want to tour the parks, but you do leave like just kind of I feel like refreshed and kind of feel like you got away and did something different I never feel refreshed but <laughs> oh. I'm always exhausted well, but a good exhausted no, wait, just, I know what you're saying when you, you're, you wait, are, wait, yeah. I guess when you look back on it right yeah, yeah. I mean days you, later you, those memories yeah. <laughs> no, I, I know exactly I'm just kidding <laughs> I'm just not because I go hard because I, I love it so much but oh no, you're right you bring yeah. up a great point though because like it is for, for a lot of us that are listening to this show, because, you know, we're all a community that kind of get each other and understand, like, how we are in the fandom where, you know, you, you look forward to the trip you're on. And then when you get there, you're you're all about the trip. You're having a good time. But even before you leave, for the most part, a lot of us are kind of thinking about the next trip. And the next trip's going to have, you know, okay, well, next time, instead of Caribbean Beach, maybe we'll try Coronado. Maybe we'll go back to Pop Century. Maybe we'll upgrade, try to Wilderness Lodge. So there's always going to be different variables and it's going to have us looking forward to the next trip and then you know maybe that trip's a year out for the next time so then we can look at okay instead of going during food and wine festival next time we're going to check out the flower and garden festival at epcot and because of that it'll be the spring instead of the you know see there's so many different variables when people ask us well why are you going back well because it'll be a totally different experience even though you're going to the same place you will have some of the same attractions but you can try different restaurants everybody knows but i mean that's you kind of really nailed it there. And that's kind of what keeps you going back was, you know, cause it's, you're always trying to not, it's not even improve your vacation each time. It's just, you have a comfort level because you know, the expectations of what the vacations, 
you know, going to be like as far as the logistics of the whole thing. But I mean, the hotel is going to be different. You're going to have different experiences at festivals and restaurants and, you know, but then you have your tried and true classics, you know, you can still space button and still crack my back. <laughs> so yeah. I'll, I'll still, I'll still look like I'm 92 getting out of the thing every, every time. Okay. So let's talk about the trip. I'll get into it. Caribbean beach. Why'd you pick Caribbean beach for this trip? Well, we've stayed there multiple times before and, you know, we, we kind of started out with our first two trips from Grand Floridian and Polynesian. So I kind of feel like there's nowhere else to go, but, saying, but down after those two. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, obviously to be able to keep going back, you know, you kind of have to dial it down in terms of the, the cost of the, the hotel. So kind of we've, we've stayed at Pop before. We've stayed at Coronado Springs. We've stayed at Riverside. But I've found now that the Skyliner's there, which wasn't there the first trip, it's just a game changer just in terms of being able to, you know, I try to usually request one of those rooms that's right there by the Caribbean beach. Uh, I think it's like building 44, 45, 46 there at Caribbean beach. So you can get up right in the morning beyond that skyliner. If you're going to go to Hollywood studios and Epcot, especially if your kids are a little bit older, you know, when, when your kids are younger, you may want to be closer to magic kingdom and be on the monorail loop mm. because you're going to spend your most time there. But when your kids get a little bit older and now with guardians and everything at Hollywood studios, we really like being, as close as possible and and that's that's the main hub for the skyliner so i definitely like the resort too maybe a little bit of a walk from where we typically stay to get to the lobby uh to get some food but you know the pool there i think is 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 really good maybe a little bit underrated in terms of how good how good of a pool it is i know there's obviously some other pools on property that are really good too but i i we really like that too but but that's kind of why we've settled on on that for most of our trips that's where we're going to stay again this summer is just I, I think the skyliner being there and the convenience of just being able to walk out of your room you're typically on the skyliner within five minutes and i think it's about six to seven minutes from there to hollywood studios and then obviously a little bit longer to epcot but i mean you can't really beat it to to, to be that close in proximity uh to the to the skyliner in those parks yeah skyliner is a game changer i mean because i was there the weekend it opened and i i was shocked like i could not believe because i was there the day you know the morning it opened like within the hour of it opening and i went to the studios and i said holy cow like i'm at the studios in like six minutes i said this is good yeah. <laughs> that was a 30 minute bus ride minimum if you got the first bus like this is this is going to change the game it's also so, it's also like a ride in itself it right it's i mean a ride it's, to the it's rides. fun yeah and that's what i said i mean because you know back in the day you had sky buckets of the magic kingdom we had them in our six flags you know like i waited forever to ride those things so 100 yeah, um let me so you mentioned your kids they're 13 11 how much input do they have when it comes to laying out the plan for the trip because they're old enough now that they and they you said they've been there so uh, do they kind of help you plan everything for the days and stuff well, they'll pretty much ride anything except my daughter doesn't is not a fan of Tower of Terror, so we usually like take her up to the when we're getting on the elevator, and then she kind of goes to the chicken Iron exit. Ironic, other, other ironic than, that it's an elevator too in that ride. You know what I'm saying? Like right, chicken exit. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, they they have some input, um, but you know it's limited too because they're not they're not paying the bills for the trip. So we kind of we do. Um, we do uh, really enjoy just spending the time with them while we're down there. I think that's a big part of the trip, but they, they love Caribbean beach too. I think, and they really, the first time we stayed there, I think it was earlier, maybe it was earlier this year. And that was the first time they went on the Skyliner. They really liked it too. But, but yeah, I mean, they, they definitely, they're pass holders too at this point. So they're, they're, 
really uh, just enjoy uh, going down there and, and uh, do have some input and, and, but it, it's nice to have them being a little bit older now that they can pretty much ride and do everything with us while we're in the parks. That is, that is nice. Once they get, you know, to that teenage preteen kind of, yeah, you don't have to worry about, you know, the little kid stuff, you know, as much. So in the notes you mentioned, you spent most of your time at Epcot for the, the, those are kind of your, your park that you uh, kind of dominated the time food and wine festival time. You were down during fall break in October for folks that are planning here for this fall. And are looking at that mm-hmm. time period. Give give some thoughts for that, you know, because that was kind of like the heart of, you know, obviously fall break is a busy time, especially schools in the southeast have those fall breaks. Even it used to be like a southeast thing. Now it's like everywhere. Midwest, Midwest even has it. We have it here. Yeah, it. W- I, I was actually a little bit worried, kind of going in, just what what the crowd levels would be, because that time of year we had we'd been before. And it was it was pretty crowded this year. It just kind of you know I, I kind of like to look at the crowd calendars on on touring plans and the various sites to give me an idea of like what to expect. But it was actually more manageable uh, than I thought, and it was definitely a better like. We we also went in July, so it was you know hotter than the surface of the sun at that right, point yep. going around it, food and wine. So it's it's a much better time to kind of get there a little bit later in the fall to experience food and wine um had a lot of fun just kind of sampling foods from the different booths i think i think i told you at one point i might have called in on one of the sunday night shows um got to try those pb and j wings oh, yeah. uh, we, there we that, talk about those, those were, i think on, on friday show which actually is already yeah. out so <laughs> yeah yeah th- those are th- those were phenomenal but but yeah i mean I've been to uh, Flower and Garden Festival of the Arts and, and Food and Wine. To me, Food and Wine, I, I mean, there's arguments to be made for, for each of them. I mean, the Festival festival of the Arts at the early part of the year, obviously, that's a great time to go to Disney because it's January, February, and, you know, the, the climate is just a lot more tolerable yes. uh, to walk around in. It can be so hot going in the summer and into the fall, but... You know, I found it to be a, a really good, a really good time to go. And uh, I mean, Epcot to me, with I know how you kind of feel about Guardians. You're, you're maybe not the biggest fan of it as a ride, but that, to, to us, that's really changed the park in terms of giving it kind of that premier thrill ride mm-hmm. in the park. Something that was missing it, and I'm really excited to go back later this year and just kind of see what else now has opened there. Kind of, we, we did see journey of water was actually i think gonna officially open on that monday but it was like a virtual queue at that point so we got a chance to walk through that i thought it was a really good experience and you know something that kind of unique to to that park and to to disney as a whole that they invested what they did in that and i think it's something that maybe it's maybe not something that you just specifically go to epcot to see but it's it, i thought it was a nice addition to the park and a uh, thing that we'll, we'll definitely go back through again yeah, Journey of Water is, to me, as, as I got to experience it when I was down, you know, recently, is that it, it reminds me of, like, traditional Epcot, right? It, it's it's educational yeah. while it's fun at the same time, and it's it's not e-ticket. And I'm so glad that they're doing things nowadays that are not e-ticket. Everything doesn't need to be e-ticket. I mean, they're coming right off the heels of Guardians, which is definitely e-ticket. And I'm, I 100% know that that is an amazing experience. They knocked it out of the park with it. And I, I don't 
think that thing is a bad attraction at all. It's me. It's, it's, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, the breakup. It's me. It's not you. It's totally me because I just can't take my system. Can't take like spinning. I'm just, that's just how I yeah. am, but I've been on it twice and I've seen it. And I just know it's, it's what man's a great experience. If you can handle that. I mean, it's got great effects. It's, but man, <laughs> it's just too much for me, but yeah, it, but you also got to have the yin and the yang, right? And that's kind of the yang to the yin, you know? It's like you got to have both, and I think that's what balances it. And like you say with Epcot, just in, in specifically, if you think about how they're laying the park out now, you know, you got Guardians right where it sits in the park, and then kind of on the opposite corner of the park, you got Ratatouille now, which is another e-ticket attraction, but it's a more family-friendly e-ticket attraction, right? Grandma can ride that. It's not going to mess anybody yeah. up. You know, it's just a... It's a really cool, you know, not intense, but immersive uh, 3D attraction. I mean, opposite side of the park. And then you got, you know, Frozen Ever After, kind of an e-ticket attraction, kind of on the other corner. And then you kind of got, you know, Soren and Test Track are both fun, big-time attractions right there. So you got really good stuff going on, kind of like in five little points. And then you fill them in with the minor attractions, you know, shows and live entertainment. And you got a really good park and you got all the, you know, the snacks and stuff like that. And it, you know, it, the, the park's really, in, I love what they, it, you've got to see it too. I love the center hub, you know, with the Walt statue. You, you've seen that, right? Have you seen that yet? I've no, not, no, I've, not? I've not, I've not, I've not seen that yet, but I'll see it in a couple of months when I'm back down there. I'm it's, really looking forward to it's that. It's well done. Cause yeah. that, you know, the walls to me, the sooner they can all come down, the better. And I know that that area feels like it's kind of been in, under construction for such Forever. a long time, but it's uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward just to have kind of like another area to just kind of, you know, take a deep breath and oh, it's enjoy awesome. some views. But yeah, it looks it looks incredible. It's it, it's unreal. Now, the, now that section's open because like you, you know, I've been going there for years and years to Epcot and it, I, I was I was used to the walls, <laughs> you know, like. It was yeah. just like it was it was almost like the park they've been up so long that it was just like oh this is how the park is now you know like it, it shouldn't be like that of course it's not totally done yet it's getting close but wow you know that center park you know with the trees now and the places to sit and the Walt statue and at night with the lights and the pavement it's uh it, it's a sight to see they did a good job now is it you know, it's not another theme park. Like I, it isn't. You know, it's not meant to be that. But it's it's really sharp. I, and I was a Fountain of Nations fan. I I loved Fountain of Nations. I mean, I would love to have Fountain of Nations back. I'm I'm a, I love fountains that dance and do music. I love the thing at the Bellagio. I got to see that way back in the day, and I love that. So, but you know, I'm glass half full guy. Like I I love this too. It's pretty cool looking. So l let me ask you about this because you mentioned in your notes that you guys really took advantage of using individual lightning lanes, Genie Plus. And that's one of the questions I get the most from, from listeners is about the, the, this anxiety because you mentioned that transition from back in the day, fast pass plus, you know, you make your three yep. pre-trip. It was very just black and white. It was very simple, right? It was, there wasn't much, much to it. You know, you'd 60 days, make your three selections each day. Okay, we're done. Okay. So we're, we're set up. This is a little bit more nebulous and you're trying to do things more on the fly so what have you learned that works out for your family and how did it go in practice during the trip and, and previous trips? Like what give some insight to our listeners. Yeah. Like, like you said, like going into it the first time using it, I had no idea what to expect. I was one of those people that was like, man, you know, fast passes were free. They're gone. This is, this is terrible. It's not going to be, it's going to be tough to use the app to try to figure all this out. Um, I tried to study as much as I could on it and I feel like we've got it. 
I don't want to say down to a science now, but you know, we, we, you we say we that kinda... they'll change it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. They will change it, but I think if you know, there, there, there's certain. I mean, we've been to the parks in the last year a lot of like 18, 20, 19, 20 days. I don't say we buy it every day, but this past trip in October, I, f- I think we bought it every day because I was expecting higher crowds, and you know. I don't like to wait in line. And so if I'm going to be there, you know, it's not like I live in Orlando and I can just hop over to the park whenever I want. Like I want to maximize my time in the park. And so I think you have to look at it from the perspective of, all right, this is a, you know, this is an opportunity for my family to experience as much as possible. What tools are available for me to do that? And obviously at this point, Genie Plus and individual lightning lanes are a big part of that. If you know how to use them properly, you know, I, I think, it's kind of different for each park on kind of what our strategy has been um, for magic kingdom. It's we typically we've done mine train so many times that I usually typically don't buy the individual lightning lane. Although I have a, a side note on that, that I'll tell you about from the, this trip, but for, for magic kingdom, typically we'll um, we will buy genie plus because there's just so many different attractions that I feel like you can really, get your money's worth out of it there's been days where if you kind of i feel like they have that disclaimer on there where you may get two or three lightning lanes a day i think at magic kingdom if you kind of know what you're doing and kind of get into a rhythm you can easily use six seven eight lightning lanes depending on the day or more or if you go for the next available rather than trying to say i'm holding out for space mountain and it's like eight o'clock at night yeah exactly yeah but even in october we rope dropped space mountain and then what we like to do after that is kind of make our way over to the ropes kind of near the haunted mansion area so we'll typically we'll be over there depending on when the park opens because that park part of the park opens a little bit later than the rest of the park so you can you typically if you're the, if you're there in that first wave of space mountain you're off and over to the to the next area waiting for it to open so you can hypothetically we we've in the first hour and a half before without using any genie plus selections we've been able to do space mountain haunted mansion big thunder and jungle cruise or not jungle cruise pirates and we typically will book our first lightning lane for jungle cruise because that one fills up usually a little, a little bit faster and then you can kind of you know fill in whatever else maybe you didn't do um or if you want to ride haunted mansion again big thunder you've not used the you've not used the genie plus on those so just book another one and kind of double dip on those uh you know for for haunted mansion our for hollywood studios i think obviously it's a little bit different because there's you know slinky i think you have to get the genie plus for that like for us that's the must get and then we had some luck this last trip which i was totally shocked with with this development when we went to hollywood studios we had bought the individual lightning lane for um rise of the resistance because i was expecting a really long line well we we rope dropped tower of terror and then we just kind of walked back towards galaxy's edge because we were killing a little bit of time before slinky slinky was like i think 90 to 100 minutes already we waited i think 25 to 30 minutes on rise of the resist for rise of the resistance at the very very early in the morning and so we we so we got to do it twice that day because we we did the standby early first thing uh you know within the first hour of the park opening and then we had the the individual lightning lane so i was pretty surprised that, that we were able to do that 
That's happened to me too. <laughs> like I, I've been shocked a couple times by short wait times on Rise because I think like I was, I was so used to the old days where it was near impossible to get on it at all. <laughs> and I, like two or three times, I've had like a less than thirty minute standby. And I wonder if people just assume that it's going to be such a long line that's so what they don't I go there. That's exactly what I think. I think we were, we're like it's it's all of us that have been traumatized by the experience like back in 2019 or you know when it opened yeah. that we're just like ah, I'm not even going to think about it. <laughs> and as soon as nobody goes, so everybody assumes like everybody makes the assumption to not try, so nobody goes. And then a few smart people are like you know what nobody's going to go, so I'm going to. <laughs> I, you know, we just walked out. back there and I saw I saw standby was like twenty or twenty five. I was like, I know it's like it's happening. I'm, I'm not gonna pass that up. I know because you're like, is, am I not seeing the one? That's why I was like, it's, it's got to be one twenty five, right? It's it, not. Am I being am I being punked? Exactly. Like, what's yeah, going on where, here? Where's the camera? Where's the camera? I know somebody's trying to get me, but those are great tips. So, it, it, you know what? I, yeah. Okay, so because when I go to Disneyland, that's the only time I get Genie Plus, and because you just you mm-hmm. can buy a pre trip out there, and it just makes it way easy. I just add it to my tickets and go. And, um, but you're right. Like when you go to Disney, I mean, the density of the attractions in Disneyland park is ridiculous. Like there's they're just on top of each other, but so you go into the park, you, I don't use genie plus for the first like two hours. Cause you don't have to, because you're just constantly, there's no weights. Like you're just, boom, 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 boom. and then and the thing is like, there's no reason then once the people start building up, then you start using it. So you kind of had the same, same strategy over magic kingdom. You just you don't really need yeah. it initially because you're just kind of beating the crowds at rope drop. Yeah, the other thing is if you can knock out four or five in the morning, then then you can maybe if you're gonna park hop, maybe you grab something at one of the mm-hmm. other parks that you want to do later in the day and you have that and then you just kind of stack two or three, four at Epcot, and then all of a sudden you've had a great day at Magic Kingdom, had ridden kind of what you want to do. Maybe you take a, a break and go back to the pool and then you set yourself up for the evening and all of a sudden you've got three or four genie pluses and to me those are the best kind of days but kind of going back to what i was saying on mind train this is the first time this has ever happened to us we were sitting kind of um i don't know i think it's the star traders there's there's a a shop there kind of in tomorrowland i think is what it's called the star traders there's a guest experience tent there and I was just sitting there with my son. He had a Chicago Bears shirt on, which I have no idea how he became a Chicago Bears fan, but he's he started to like the Bears. He can't say he's bandwagon because they've not been good lately. Yeah, so, so that's a tough he, uh, bandwagon, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, so he's sitting there with a Chicago. My wife and my daughter had gone to the to the bathroom, and this cast, the cast member from the guest experience team saw us just sitting there, and he walked over, and he said um, – he said, "Hey, I'm a I'm a big Chicago Bears fan." Started talking to my son, and you know, my son's 13. He's he's always he's never shy when he's talking to us. But you know, a stranger comes up, even a cast member, he's not really saying much, and he starts talking to him about football. It kind of warms him up a little bit. He's like, "Is there anything you haven't done today?" It was pretty early in the morning. He's like, "Is there anything you hadn't you haven't done today that you you'd want to do?" Um, and he was like, well, you know, we, we already, we had Tron, we had already gotten on Tron pretty early that morning. Cause our boarding group was pretty early. We had already done space mountain. We'd done a couple other things. He's like, you know, we're probably not going to do mine train. I'd really like to do that. So the cast members like, all right, now, you know, who's with you or whatever. And he goes into the, goes on the iPad, gives us, gives the four of us a, a lightning lane for, for mine train. And the actually a storm was kind of rolling in at that time. And we 
we're like, all right, this might be our chance to ride before it gets shut down because, you know, when the storms come in, that's an outdoor attraction and usually gets shut down. So we we, we kind of rushed over there. We're like, man, we're going to use this. So we, we get in line, tap in, everything. We're like, things are kind of slowing down. Maybe there, less cars are going. We got on. It started. We we come out of that first, you know, yeah, in, 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 outside it's pouring down rain like <laughs> the rain is just smacking us in the face so we actually got to the mine and they held us in there i think for for 10 minutes until the storm passed and so you know those those animatronics in there I, you know i can't tell you how many times i heard <laughs> dig 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 <laughs> like dig, over dig, and over yeah, like exactly. it's like stuck in my head the rest of the day but then like 10 minutes later as you know in florida the storm has passed. We come out of the, the tunnel and the uh, the sun's out. Holy the humidity! Storm's gone. We got off the we got off we got off the ride, and that was like a thing. Like you know, I think a lot of people like wonder sometimes. Like, is is there still magic at Disney? Like, Fast Pass is gone, and people think talking about all the things that maybe have been taken away. But I just thought that was a cool thing. Like a cast member to just come over to us randomly and start talking to my son and say, Hey, you want to ride mine train? Here's four, you know, individual lightning lanes. Go, go, go ride it. That was something we'll always remember. That's so cool to hear because that cast member was paying attention and just looking like, Hey, you know, I have the opportunity to do something in this five minutes. That's going to make not only the day for this family, but also something that's a memory for a long time. You know, doesn't right. cost you, anything, you, you don't you don't forget those things, right? Like when you're thinking about am I gonna go back someplace and, and you remember something like that, it's like that's it's impactful. So cool. Okay, let me ask you because we're getting kind of towards the end here. Now you guys tend yep. to not do table service restaurants, mostly quick service because you guys enjoy doing the attractions, enjoy being on the go. One or two places mm -hmm. maybe you guys really uh recommend for uh, quick service folks like to be on the go. Well, at Epcot, we love Regal Eagle. Nice. Um, it's i mean that says something being out from louisville because i've had some uh good barbecue down that way yeah i think i think regal eagle is a great place in, in epcot and we also love connections i mean my kids think it's the best pizza um that you can really get at disney although we did luck out this last trip on the last day sunday at epcot it doesn't happen i haven't seen it happen a lot but the the pizza window at via napoli was actually open Ooh, out, it, outdoors yeah, we it was not walk open. up and get the pizza yeah it was not um, open over marathon weekend because we had a reservation for vietnapoli and scott was running late so i was sitting outside waiting for him and i saw so many people come up thinking it was open and then it wasn't they were so mad <laughs> they were yeah people were wanting that thing so, to be open yeah yeah it's it seems I, I think i've only seen it open ever twice so i've got i've gotten kind of a, pizza out of there a couple times it, it, it's been open but yeah it wasn't in january yeah, I mean, th those are kind of from Epcot perspective. Um, I like Regal Eagle, and, and we really like going to Connections. That Connections just has kind of a such. I mean, I feel like there's something for anybody there. If you have a picky eater, right. if you have somebody that that maybe wants something a little bit different, they've they've got pretty much everything there. General So's chicken salad, it's, or chicken chicken, uh, or uh, the General So's chicken. Yeah, it's a salad. It's so good. I love. You're right. They have something. They have a good. They have a, san a chicken sandwich. It's got. I, I swear it yeah. looks like Chick-fil-A sandwich. It's very similar. But that, we talked about the pizza. We did the pizza show a couple weeks ago. And that you're exactly right. I've never had the pizza there, but it looks so stinking good. I mean, it just it looks like right now I can picture it in my head and I just want a slice right now. 
So yeah. you give it a recommendation. So let me ask you this. I got because I mean you are you're you're killing me here because and I I know I keep like harping on this with all of our guests that come on on Mondays. Have you guys ever made it out to Disneyland yet? We have not. And you know when you did t- all your shows like leading up to your expect you know you hadn't been before i had not and you were like so you were so apprehensive and like well, i don't know I if was. i'm gonna like this i love disney world so much and now you talk about it so much it's like you've kind of got me like oh. at some point i'm gonna have to make it out there uh, because i'm just telling you because you are like the profile that you have just given in the last 35 minutes you are like i mean you are perfect for disneyland because you're all about the attractions. You're about the efficiency of getting through a bunch of attractions. You're not about table service. You're about quick service snacks. I mean, yeah, nice hotels because you got the Disneyland Hotel. You got the Grand California. I mean, you got the nicest hotels. I mean, I'm just telling you. And I, I know that I've been evangelizing Disneyland for the last couple of years because it's like the new thing for me and it's not for everybody else. But and plus you've been to Walt Disney World so many times at this point, right? I think that it would just yep. and not that you need to have like a respark, because I I didn't even need that, but I just got it. It is such a cool experience just because of how close everything is and just everything's just a little bit different, you know, and it's like you, you kind of feel like you don't know where you're going, but then you turn the corner like, oh yeah, that that track, you know, that is the haunted mansion. But the haunted mansion's different, you know, and then Oh yeah, you know, that is parts of the Caribbean. Oh, but it's 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 different, it's a lot longer, and you know, this is you're always making the compare and contrast. So I just, I, I think that when I, when I hear this, like, cause I get like, you know, we didn't do a lot of table service. We did a lot of quick service. We do snacks and we do a lot of attractions. I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, you could not be more of a, like a person who would love Disneyland. So I'm just saying, just it's something to think about. <laughs> I'm just saying, cause I think you would, I think, I, I think the other it. reason we don't do as many as table service now is cause we've kind of outgrown the character meals. Like yeah, the first yeah. year we went, we did Cinderella's Royal table, which was kind of, you know, I think a one-time thing, but having being able to, to kind of eat in the castle and have all the princesses and all that. But yeah, I mean, one, I guess one question I have for you on the Disneyland thing is, is you know, we talked about at the beginning, like the, the bubble of Disney World, like feeling like you're in a different place. Is that, how is that when, because to me, like Disneyland is like right in the middle of a city, right? So you don't really get that I, yeah. feeling is it how is that so i was totally that was my thing that was my thing that was totally why i did not want to go out there because i was thinking i love walt disney world right because you got the boats the buses the monorails the skyliner like you never you know you're so far from like i4 you're so far from the airport that that was one of the reasons i never went and didn't go for like 15 years and people kept hounding me ricky pam everybody scott when I went out there, it's not that, especially when I stay at the Disneyland Hotel, right? Because if you stay at the Disneyland Hotel, you can never leave like the, the compound. Like it's not, they never, they don't refer to it as the bubble out there for some reason. But like, I right. would just walk, we were in a car, but we just left it in the parking lot because we, the one day we took off and we went up because I'd never been to Southern California. So we drove up to it, went to a Dodgers game and we went mm-hmm. and saw the Hollywood sign and, you know, Mallory wanted to see Rodeo Drive, which I was a fish out of water in that place for sure. <laughs> but, you know, we did the Southern California thing for one single day and used the car. But other than that, we just stayed at the Disneyland Hotel and we just walked over in the Esplanade's kind of the little area between the two parks. And you walk right through downtown Disney and you are, I mean, you're in the, you're immersed in the bubble. It's a small bubble, mind you. It's just two parks in downtown Disney. But it's everything you need. I mean, really, it is. It's just a real small bubble. There's no transportation system, no buses, no boats. 
there's a monorail which you can take into the park but um yeah i i i loved it like i 100% felt like i was in the bubble now if i would have gone now, now see i stayed at a good neighbor hotel for the races in last month in january and even then <laughs> even though that that was wild because I did stay on I think it was Catella or Harbor I can't remember which street it was on I did stay next to it there was an IHOP and like a a Perkins or something on my street where my hotel was and there was a guy sleeping on the corner with a dog and a guy selling croc gibbets or something on the corner so that did take me out of the magic I'm not gonna lie but as soon as I went past him and went into security, I was 100% fine. Like, it was just a part of the deal. It didn't ruin my vacation at all because I was there for the race yeah. and all that stuff. But, yeah, if you totally like the bubble aspect of it, just stay at either. Now you got the new hotel, you know, Pixar, the Pixar Place Hotel. That thing, I am so intrigued by that hotel because of yeah. the theming and stuff. Because um, I kind of wrote that one off for a little bit. But now I kind of want to check that out. But Disneyland Hotel is the jam. And Scott says Grand Californian is the best hotel he's ever done with Disney. So he loves that. So I say give it a shot. I think if you stay at one of those three and you still kind of get the bubble feeling, you can park your car, you can just take an Uber over and never leave it. And I think you'd be fine. I mean, you can you can, you can can walk right in, right? If you're at Grand, Flor uh, Grand, Grand Californian, Californian or yeah, Disneyland can, Hotel. Yeah, well, so... At Grand Californian, you can walk right into DCA in California Adventure. Right. Um, but like at Disneyland Hotel, you got to walk through. Um, you, you walk through Downtown Disney, and you can go to either park. But it's a it's okay. like a five minute walk. It's so easy. It's so oh, it's all you, a five minute walk at Disney World is nothing. That's what I'm saying. That's, I mean, it's probably short, so, it's a short walk. That's, that's why I tell everybody. So so you have Genie Plus, right? So you just you just buy it with your tickets, right? You just so you just including your ticket price. So you you and you have to have Park Hopper too. So when you buy your package, you buy your hotel, you buy your tickets, and on your tickets, you always add your park hopper, your GD Plus. You just don't even look. You just add the two things. You just check the two boxes. Boom, they're on there, and you're set. Because the thing is, <laughs> so I could be standing in the very back of, of DCA, where Incredicoaster is, right? Okay, so it's in the back quarter kind of, of California Adventure. And I decide I want to ride Haunted Mansion, you know, after the park hopping, because they still have the 11 o'clock park hopping restriction right now. But, you know, I want to go do that. So... I can walk from the back of that park over to the Haunted Mansion, which is kind of in the back of Disneyland, and be there in like seven minutes. I mean, it is ridiculous. Like, if you had to, like, say you were going from Animal Kingdom to the Magic Kingdom and you want to do you're talking an hour. It lucky if the buses right. hit right. I mean, and it's it's a it's an ordeal. So it just mentally it's it's so relaxing because you don't have to think about the logistics. You're just you just go. It's like, okay, let's do, you know, you want to go get a snack, like your DCA, like I want to get a get a corn dog over at you know at, at uh, Stagecoach Cafe. Boom, you just walk over and get it. But it, it's you know it's just something different. It's just you know once, once you've had a lot of the same experiences, sometimes yep. it's just fun to try something different. I, I just think you would really enjoy just a lot of the profile that you just gave. I think would be something you'd enjoy. So just and I think your kids are at a perfect age too for it too. They'd, they'd really get a kick out of it. And you get to do a I'm canoe. Sure they, I mean, they got canoes. I'm sure, I'm sure they wouldn't turn down a trip to any oh. Disney property. California is pretty cool. I mean, right now it's wet, but but hopefully they're drying out by now. Let's, let's hope because they've had, yep. a, had a mess. But, hey, so much fun. So where can people check you out one more time for the if they want to get into, you know, March Madness right around the corner? Maybe not for uh, <laughs> our teams. Yeah, maybe yeah. I don't even think my teams make it. They're definitely not making the NIT either. <laughs> they're, uh, nothing. They're just going to turn in their uniforms at the end of the year and say, see you next year, guys. But uh where can they check out your uh, Hoosiers uh, talk? 
Yeah, I'm a, uh, we have a the website's in, called Inside the Hall. Uh, the podcast is Podcast on the Brink. So if you're a Big Ten basketball fan, IU basketball follower, that's where you can find us. All right, and appreciate you coming on the show, and uh, good luck, and uh, thanks again. And we'll have to talk, and hopefully we can get uh, down to Walt Disney World again soon here this summer. Have a good trip. We'll be down there for a cruise. Can't wait ourselves, and uh, we'll talk again. Absolutely. Thanks, Mike, for having me. All righty. Don't forget our show brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. Check them out, please, this week for all of your Disney trip planning needs. We're standing by right now uh, over at themagicforless.com. We'll help you plan a great Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney Vacation for no additional cost to you. So check out all the details right now over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That really helps support everything we do here on the show throughout the year. It's beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you very much to our Patreon supporters. You guys are basically Club BOGP and keep us on the air. We appreciate your support so much. You can support us starting at just $5 per month. That means a lot to us. And you'll get a bonus show every single week called Mike in the Midwest. So come on over, patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Check me out on social media this week at Be Our Guest Mike. Instagram, Twitter, slash X, and Threads. And yes, we will have a live call-in show this Sunday night, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central, in all the places. Twitter, uh, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, if I get it hooked up correctly, and Twitch. Give us a call. We'll talk Disney with you. All right, we're going to jump out of here and let you get on with your week. I know, you're dragging, but we're going to make it through this Monday. I promise you, it's all right. We'll make it. We always do every year. So until we talk on Wednesday with more of your list of questions for Alex down in Louisville, Kentucky, I'm Mike here in Missouri. You guys stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.